Shadows on Media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. You're now going to hear from Prince Manvendra Singh. He's our first royal. He's India's only out gay prince and one of the only out gay members of a royal family anywhere. My name is uh, Manavendra Singh Gohil and I'm the prince of um, Rajpipla, which is in the western part of India. You're the 39th prince and it's a dynasty that goes back yeah. 600 years. Uh, I'm the 39th uh, direct descendant of the 650-year-old uh, Gohil dynasty. So tell us when you first decided that you realised that you were gay. I realised at the age of 12 or 13 when I think I was undergoing a puberty period, I felt that I'm different than others and I'm attracted towards the uh, same sex. But you didn't have anything in your world to educate you about homosexuality or what it meant, did you? So it must have been a very confusing time for you. It was confusing because uh, there was no exposure of any kind, no communication. And those days there was no social media networking or internet, mobile phones. So very difficult to uh, get the answer to the confusion. Mm. So I grew up thinking that it is a kind of a disorder or something which is a passing phase in my life, I will become normal as I grow up. Did anyone talk about homosexuality? Did your parents talk about it? Did uh, priests talk about it? Nobody talked about homosexuality as such, but my parents often used to talk about uh, some members of the royal family not being gay as such, but they would say that they are transgenders. So there is always a confusion. Then later on I came to know that most people think transgenders and gays are same. Mm. And they would say that the following Maharaja or the king of that royal family is uh, hijra or uh, transgender. That was something which I used to hear a lot when I was growing up. So there was a lot of confusion. Mm. You're a Hindu. What, What does the Hindu faith say about homosexuality? Hinduism has been very tolerant towards homosexuality. We have got evidence in the form of um, Kama Sutra, for example, which is the oldest sex encyclopedia written 500 years before Christ was born, where there is a whole chapter on homosexuality and even it has got sexual positions which a man and man and a woman and woman can enjoy for getting best uh, sexual pleasure. We have ancient temples which are more than 800 years old, which are openly depicting homoerotic forms of statues and sculptures. And our religious texts also talks about uh, gay gods and lesbian goddesses. And we have a very distinct feature of a god, which is half man and half woman. And of course, the transgender uh, is a very old cult in India, where there's a, even a, tra- a goddess, which, is, which the transgenders all over the world are worshipping. And again, she's a mainstream goddess. She's worshipped by even people who are not transgender also. But that doesn't translate into Indian society, does it? It's still not accepted, is it? Why is that? It is not accepted because because of the bigotry and hypocrisy prevailing in the society and the influence of other religions coming into India, for example, Islam and Christianity, whose texts openly talk about uh, homosexuality as a sin. So gradually the homophobia or you can say the hypocrisy increased uh, as the time went by and people, because we, we have got a lot of influence through other religions, even today what dresses we wear is more covered, more closed and that came because of the Islam influence in our country. 
So you don't believe that Hinduism has anything against homosexuality? Hinduism doesn't have anything against homosexuality. On the contrary, it, we were very, very tolerant. Mm. And as a member of a royal family also, I have got, uh, I can say with authority that we gave a place of respect to the, uh, uh, especially when I talk about transgenders. Mm. They, were, uh, they were part of our royal court. They were, they were the guards of our courts. And uh, because they were neither man nor woman, so they would be the best uh, security guards which the royal palaces could get. But when your parents found out that you were gay, when you came out to them, they weren't very happy, were they? they in fact, they took you to see Hindu priests, didn't they? Yeah, they were not happy. They were not, uh, they were not ready to accept the fact. And when they were forced to accept, they took me to different religious heads. And uh, interestingly, most of the religious heads in India are also gay and lesbians. Really? So, yeah, so they would not be able to tell me anything because the, most of them have taken the path of escapism mm. and become uh, saints because they didn't want to uh, live the life which uh, the parents were forcing them to live. So they, because I have counseled a lot of uh, religious leaders and they have come out to me and told me that we are gay and we are, we are lesbians. And then we have just chosen this path because we were forced to get married to uh, opposite sex. So they have, we have become saints now, we have become religious leaders. And these are the people who are actually spreading homophobia. The, the big yeah. hypocrites. Though. Yeah, the hypocrite, the, the, uh, I think I found this uh, as a universally known fact. I've traveled across the globe and most of the people I met, uh, the most of the hypocrites are gay themselves. Wow. But you took a long time to come out. Why was it so difficult for you, if you say that Hinduism was accepting, why was it difficult for you to come out as gay? Because uh, it, uh, it is uh, like, you know, in India, uh, it, is, it is more of a... Uh, taboo uh, to talk even about sex mm. because sex education itself is not is missing in our country it is not taught in schools parents feel shy about it so this becomes uh, quite a taboo and uh, people don't discuss about it openly and rather uh, they shun away whenever you want to talk about homosexuality they would not like to talk uh, talk do. about this job i've tried to talk to a lot of people on trains and in the street and people don't want to talk about it do they yeah that's because see the 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 very fact that the basic uh, sex education uh, is not taught in schools uh, goes to show that people are not ready to talk they are, they feel very shy and uh, that's the reason homosexuality has also been misconceived there are a lot of misconceptions because because people are ignorant about the subject what was it like when you came out then i mean it was pretty difficult wasn't it it was very difficult for me to come out it was a very challenging process because being a member of a royal family the first openly gay member of a royal family to come out in India, at least, I don't know about the world. Probably but, the world. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was like going against the current, and um, everyone in the uh, was against me. Nobody was ready to accept. Uh, well, I mean, you had death threats, didn't you? I, yeah, I did have death threats also. My effigies were burnt in the fire, and there were protests in the whole city with people shouting slogans and uh, saying I should be I should be exiled from there. I should be boycotted socially because I brought shame and humiliation to the royal family. Very difficult, but why was it important for you to come out, do you think? It was important for me to come out because of the hypocrisy prevailing in the society. Because I thought you need somebody to sacrifice one's life in order to start a debate and discussion on a, on a subject which has always been hidden. 
and because nobody has talked about it so i knew that if i am coming out it's going to create a controversy because unless you talk you cannot expect any kind of change to happen well you came out and the world noticed in yeah. spectacular fashion and you even ended up on the oprah winfrey show three times yes. what was that experience like so oprah's invitation to me was a turning point in my life because after i was invited lot of mindsets changed lot of homophobia got converted into people trying to understand because there are a lot of opera fans also in india Ooh. and uh, i was the third indian to be invited first time and the only indian to be invited three times wow so uh, now it, with the, the same royal families who used to shun me and which were were protesting against me now they kind of have a feeling of pride it's interesting how many people across the world have heard about you now i don't know if you ever read your comments on the interviews you've done that are now on youtube mm. but it's interesting to see that people all over the world have an amazing amount of respect for you so i'm just going to read you some of the comments now this is someone who's american i think called joanna this is what courage looks like someone who stands up for their rights in the face of extreme adversity that's nice isn't it that's very nice, very I, nice I, uh, i i like to read my negative comments also because i want to know how what the people feel about it see i always feel it's a continuous education awareness has to be raised then only people can come out of this ignorance yeah and one of the big reasons for coming out is also to help with your work with the lakshaya trust where yes. we're sat today and yeah. you've helped oh, tens of thousands of people with hiv or helped to prevent hiv how important is that work to you hiv is important because the, again this is a very challenging thing to do there are other diseases and health issues which have been uh, people have been able to find pro- uh, solutions to that but hiv has always been a big challenge in india where we have so much of population and so much of migration happening and especially within the we call it the msm community the men having sex with men mm-hmm. and the transgender community they come under the uh, high risk behavior group so i thought it's important to work uh, for the community through hiv and aids because it was hiv which actually empowered the community it was hiv which uh, got the government to fund us and support us for our programs okay what's next for you then you've got more plans haven't you for your palace to turn it into a home for older lgbt people how's that going yeah, so i have my plans are that uh, uh, see the section 377 winning is not going to be just enough it is uh, i always have maintained that gay rights cannot be just one in the courtrooms but in the hearts and the minds of the people we live with so it has to be a continuous fight for a right said what i want is i want to get the rights from the society legal is one thing but social is more important for me so I, this center is going to be a resource center where i would be providing them with uh, uh, education and giving them better health facilities and giving them the empowerment to live their own livelihood so that they can make make a mark in the society and prove to the society that yes we can and we can do something because a lot of them are abandoned by the families is that right yeah so because of the the social boycott which happens and uh, they are not able to live uh, homeless or most of them go into depression and all so i'm providing them a social security also by giving them a safe space to live where they are accepted and where they are they would be loved you are a busy man Yeah, <laughs> very busy man. But you've got to get on a flight to Delhi. I have to fly to Delhi. I know. Yeah. One last question yeah. though. What about your search for love? How's that going? Uh, I think, I think uh, for me, love is in my work. 
Uh, I will find love, I'm sure. I think for me, at the moment, my work is my first uh, commitment mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I don't want to divert my attention uh, to find something. Yeah, somebody has to make a sacrifice. So I, I, I think if I make this small sacrifice, then I will be helping the world at large. I think a lot of people will be interested. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what about a child? Are you still interested in adopting a child? No, I don't think I'm interested in adopting a child. I, I'm not against children, but uh, it's just that uh, I love animals more than children. <laughs> I have 22 dogs and three cats at the moment. 22 dogs? Yes. As I have, pets? I have 22 dogs and three cats and I, I rescue animals a lot. Uh, and I love animals. I'm also an animal rights activist. Oh my God, you can't sleep. You may have some no time for sleeping. Yeah, absolutely. I just managed to uh, grab a wink whenever <laughs> I can. Big thank you to Prince Manvendra, the only out gay prince in India. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. We'd also love to hear from you on Twitter. You can find us there at Come Out Stories. I'm Emma Goldswell, and Coming Out Stories is a What Goes On media production. Coming up next, you'll hear Kim's amazing story about how she first came out as a gay man, then became a drag queen, and now lives as a trans woman. Do you know, I never came out as trans to my family. Mm -hmm. I never said to my family, oh, I think I'm trans. Do you know what I did? Mm -hmm. I did something very clever. I just started living my life and that was it.